You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Well, well, grand rising, everybody. Welcome, welcome to the day with Trey. I want to welcome you to a magnificent Monday today. I'm really excited because we got some great guests on the lineup. I get to speak to Jared Jones. He is a sergeant with the Port of Seattle Police Department. And, you know, they are doing some really strong recruitment efforts right now. But he also is here to share a very unique story of how he got into policing. So I'll be talking with him. And then uh, later on in the show, our resident chef is in the building. Oh, first episode on season two with Def Chef. We got a menu Monday segment coming up for you. Plus, Def has been doing some work in the community that he wants to share with us all, make sure we're all aware of what's going on out there. So we got a great lineup for y'all. Of course, right now is the top of the show, though. So it's a perfect time for you to tag and share the stream. Go ahead, y'all. Tag and share the stream with folks you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. If you cannot watch us, you can always listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network and The Day with Trey. Y'all will find me on Google, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, you name it. Pick your favorite platform, search for me, and y'all will find me there. Kudos to everybody who's making that happen. Well, I really want to get into it because y'all know I got questions. When we got police here, I got questions. So I'm going to dive right in with Mr. Jared Jones. Thanks for being here. Of course. Uh, good, to, good to be here, Trey. Good to be here. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, talking uh, last time with the chief, you know, it's clear you guys are doing something specific. But before we get into how you're recruiting and making sure that there's a diverse set of candidates coming through the port of Seattle Police Department, tell us about your unique introduction to policing. What made you want to become a police officer? Um, I became a police officer. I applied to be a police officer with the port of Seattle uh, right after 9-11. The 9-11 attacks happened and I felt like I had an obligation or a duty to do something. I had already been in the military. I wasn't going back there. So uh, October of 2001, I applied. I got hired in 2003. Um, so I'm entering my 20th year now of police work. Um, I felt I had an obligation. And so the Port of Seattle being at the airport um, and also at the seaport is a responsibility to protect people, obviously, as a police officer. So. That was kind of my calling, and I've always had that calling all my life. As I said, I was in the military after I graduated from Garfield High School. Go Bulldogs. Go Bulldogs. And um, so even before I, my, my senior year in high school, I signed up to go in the Army. And so I've always been that guy who was kind of that public servant who always wants to help people as best I can. And so after 9-11, it just seemed natural uh, to look for a police department that has something to do with the airport um in safety and security and protecting people as they're traveling so it was a natural fit i needed employment it was a great opportunity for me uh i had just got married a few uh, years earlier and uh, the port of seattle has been a fantastic fit for me um we're kind of unique agency and that the way we work uh, we have the the seaport and the airport and we don't have too many uh neighborhoods uh, like the city of Seattle has Capitol Hill, Seward Park, 
um, or a city. Uh, so we're pretty a unique fit. Uh, the Port of Seattle itself, much like Seattle, Seattle has a mayor. They have a city council. The Port of Seattle has an executive director or like a CEO, and then they have commissioners. And so that's who I work for is the Port of Seattle. And if you ask people about the Port of Seattle, you guys have a police department? Yes, we do. And we, we are really desperate. We need people like many agencies. But what makes our department pretty unique is we have a, a constant mission of protecting the airport and the seaport. And you'll be surprised that some of the things we have to deal with, you know, at the airport and things that occur on airplanes, it's, it's well, pretty incredible. I mean, you know, this is what I got into with the chief a little bit. There is obviously a unique nature about what you all do that's different from cities um, yes. and municipalities. But, you know, one of the things I really didn't get to dive into was how you also have to probably interact with like customs agents and things like that. There's got to be some level there in terms of because, you know, when I think of, um, you know, security, um, mm -hmm. I'm thinking TSA, Absolutely. I'm thinking, you know, customs agents, I'm thinking that's Absolutely. that's kind of where my mind goes. So I didn't uh, know that there was a whole police department that was yes. geared towards also doing policing there. I, I yes. didn't actually have that because I was thinking yes. of all these other agencies. How yes. does uh, the Port of Seattle Police interact with some of those other agencies? Well, you are correct, Trey. We work very closely with TSA, United States Customs Border Protection Services. Uh, for example, somebody comes through a screening checkpoint. They have a firearm. That's a problem. <laughs> so they're going to call the police to come handle that situation or somebody comes through with a knife or they come through with narcotics, illegal narcotics, they're going to call us and we are going to go ahead and enforce Washington state law um, because TSA officers don't have that authority. They have a federal authority to detain that person and to search them. But then the Port of Seattle police, we show up and enforce Washington state uh, RCWs, the laws. Um, also, Customs Border Protection, they might have somebody who's flying into the country who has um, a protection order. And let's say it is a, a couple that is together and there is a protection order. You ain't supposed to be together. The court said you are not supposed to be together. Well, they just came in on a flight on an airplane. Officers, the Port of Seattle police will call up, excuse me, the Customs Border Protection will call us up because our job, we can enforce. Now they're in the state of Washington. We can enforce that law. And we can actually take someone into custody and arrest them. Wow. So we definitely work closely also with the FBI. Um, one of the things that since I got this chance to, to, to talk to you about this, Trey, and let you know some of the work we do, oftentimes on airplanes, we have people sitting next to people that don't need to be sitting next to people. In other words, I'll just be honest. We have a lot of men that can't keep their hands to themselves mm. and they will touch the woman next to them. Yeah. Yes. And the plane lands. Well, they will call the Port of Seattle police and then we will call the FBI if necessary to pursue charges against that person. Just saying so. Wow. Yes. I mean, these are these are all things that I think are well, they're enlightening for me. I don't know about for all of y'all, but I know that they're enlightening mm -hmm. for me. I mean, you know, when we think about you as a black man, you know, I have mm -hmm. to go here, Jared. Yes, I mean, I know. you know, policing. And black communities historically have not had a great relationship. No, they just haven't. No. And, you know, we know a lot of people, particularly we, we dealt with it with Seattle police when it was the protest and people are trying to 
speak out, use their mm -hmm. First Amendment right to speak yes. out against yes. injustice. Tell us a bit about how your lived experience plays a role. In, you know, obviously you, you, you called it out military background, you know, this mm -hmm. call to serve. Absolutely. But, you know, I've heard a lot of things right in terms mm -hmm. of racism inside of these police departments. Yes. Tell us a bit about you as a black man and, and wearing that badge and, and how your lived experience has played out in your role as a, as a sergeant. Um, being a, an African-American uh, who grew up in the city of Seattle, went to Garfield high school. Um, I was blessed um, to be raised in a household, uh, mother, father, discipline, Definitely discipline. I was scared more of my mom, my mom and my dad than anybody else, any police officer, um, because they let it be known that they're going to set it straight. But as a black man being a police officer, it is definitely challenging. And, and, and let's be real. If we go all the way back to slavery, if a slave was running for freedom, who did the slave owner call? He called the local sheriff, the marshal, the law enforcement to go chase down. So that is where this nasty, ugly relationship with the police and black people started. And then you move forward into, OK, great. Y'all are free. You do what you need to do. Now we can go to the civil rights movement and these nasty Jim Crow laws. Well, who are the main people there standing with dogs? You know, we, we can go on and on. And so for me now as a as a black man, um, as a police officer, if you want to affect change and you want to make change sometimes you have to do it from the inside uh, and i feel that is the best way for us as black people to really have an impact and that is get involved quit standing on the sidelines get involved put a uniform on and believe it or not you can influence the whole department the whole system and when that call goes down and i'm standing there and i'm i'm involved and now as a sergeant you know, you have some authority. You you have the juice. You've got the badge. You've got the gun. You've got the pen, and you can then take control. Um, but is it easy? It isn't. I, I, I'm gonna be straight up, Trey. It is not an easy task. Um, it is frustrating uh, on both sides uh, of it because as being a black man, it's funny when I first put the uniform on. I first graduated from the police academy. And mind you, I was the only black person in the police academy when I went through it. Right. So there's a clue right there that we have to do a better job. And I understand why black people are not excited about being a police officer. But again, at the same time, that's why we need to do it. But I would be wearing the uniform. I'd be out patrolling and people would look at me. And when white people looked at me, I wasn't sure if they were looking at me like, what's he doing with that uniform on? Or was it just because of the color of my skin? And then when black people saw me, you, you see what I'm saying? What is he doing? What is he doing wearing that uniform? And that's and that hurt. But at the same time, I would have black people right on. That's cool. Do your thing. So it's definitely uh, a difficult balance. Uh, many times, Trey, when I show up on the scene to a call and there's, there's some black people there acting however they're acting, it can go one of two ways. I'll talk to you, officer. Forget all these other officers. Or it can go just the opposite, Trey, and I'm the sellout and I'm the guy who is somehow turned my back on my own people because I'm wearing this uniform. Again, I, I just I just think we all need to take a step back and we need to 
you know, you were talking about uh, Dr. King. We, we had talked about King a little bit earlier. The thing about it is we need to judge somebody by the content of the character and not by the exterior. If we just go by the color of skin, if we just go by the uniform, that's no good. We've got to really get to know people, take that, take that 30 seconds to get a dialogue going to see what's going on rather than making uh, preconceived notions and judgments. Well, it's something that I can only imagine. I, I think about, um, you know, uh, pe you know, people do this at all levels because uh, black folks have not been accepted in many different realms of what we know as society. And mm -hmm. so people that are often considered othered, right, okay. um, in, in any realm, uh, often have to, you know, be there to showcase something different or to at least bring a different set of thought to that realm. Right. Yes. So I understand that a lot. And, and, and it is, you know, one of those things where for me as a, a community advocate and what mm -hmm. I've done, you know, it has not been easy. I've been saying that there is something huge missing when it comes to policing and that is being relational. And I yes. talked to the chief about this and I didn't drill him on it, but I wanted to make sure I mentioned it because I'm, I'd be remiss if I have you here and I don't actually be true to who I am as well. Yeah, absolutely. There's something that's missing with regard mm -hmm. to relationability in the police departments, mm -hmm. no matter what, what your territory is, right? Yes. From, you know, the state, you know, Washington state, the police to, you know, down mm -hmm. to municipalities. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I think that there's a lot of folks who have felt uh, not protected. And, okay. you know, that does go back to that history, but also racism still persists yes. in police departments. And so yes. I, I appreciate you sharing just kind of you saying I had to be on this side to really affect change and how you've been able to see that throughout your career. Uh, we, we, we could probably talk way longer. Yes. Obviously, I have so many questions, Absolutely. but I want to make sure that we touch on this recruitment effort because you're talking mm -hmm. about, you know, bringing diversity to the port of Seattle Police mm -hmm. and that being a, a real um, initiative you all are working on right now in your hiring process. Absolutely. You know, tell us a bit about how you've experienced this in terms of maybe some differences with this round of hiring where it's like we're really being intentional about, you know, bringing more diversity in folks from the global majority to represent other ethnicities at mm -hmm. the port in terms of the Port of Seattle Police. So, Trey, I, I have to say this to you. Uh, the Port of Seattle has been a leader, a leader. I, I became in the department 20 years ago in hiring people of color. I would I would definitely say you you can match us line us up against any police department in the country we are one of the most colorful police agencies in the united states i'm telling you we've got about 106 officers we've got about 25 officers from all over we we have asian we have uh hispanic african-american we have about nine uh, african-american officers that is unheard of mm. i can be out there working um traffic control on the drives on airport freeway and i this was years ago and I look to my north and there's an African-American police officer, you know, working with me and I look to my south is another African-American police. I'm, is this Atlanta? I mean, it's <laughs> just really amazing. The port of Seattle. And I, as I told you, I went to Garfield High School. There are many people that went to Garfield High School. They aren't police officers, but they work for the port of Seattle. And it's so cool that I, what's up? I see all these people. And when I first got there, I was like, Man, I went to school with you, you know, so it's just amazing. The Port of Seattle really has always, and I, I believe it's intentional, I really do, tried their best to reflect 
the 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 community in which they serve, uh, both again the airport uh, and the seaport. Uh, and now they're continuing that effort. Now in 2023, we need to make a big hiring push in the police department specifically. So we are trying again to continue that. And it is it is it is very impressive how the port of Seattle seems to be just uh, leading the way to me if they really do well that's why you're here i want you to look right in that camera before i let you go let folks know mm -hmm. how they apply uh okay. you know clearly this is a different type of um environment and of you just said 160 106 officers and yes. 25 of them are like from global majority yeah absolutely so the absolutely. rest are, are white officers yes okay yes. Well, but that still represents mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh leading nature in terms of diversity here, absolutely which says a lot in mm -hmm. terms of people being cautious about applying yes. so yes. I, I i i appreciate you just sharing your perspective here mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. i know we want to you know try to make sure we get the word out how do folks apply? absolutely if you are interested in pursuing a career in law enforcement and you'd like to join the port of seattle police team please go to portofseattle.org and apply. Reach out to Sergeant Jones. I'm the only Jones in the department. If you have questions, concerns, please do that. And I'll be free to spend some time to talk with you. Well, thank you so much for being here and for sharing absolutely. your experience. Absolutely, Trey. Thank you for asking. Appreciate yeah, it. absolutely. Well, coming up right after this short break, our resident chef is in the building. Def Chef is going to be joining me. Of course, we got some Menu Monday coming up for y'all right after this short break. Stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey. COVID-19 hurt my income, my health, and my family. We were about to lose our home when we heard we might be eligible for homeowner assistance funds from the government. We called 1-877-894-HOME and a housing counselor stepped in, talked to our lender, and saved our home. Federal funding details at WashingtonHalf.org. That's WashingtonHAF.org. Welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, And joining me right now for a Menu Monday, our first Menu Monday of season two, is our resident chef, Dev Chef. Hey, yeah, what's good? We back. Yeah, we back. We're back. Yeah, I see I see you. Look, yeah, we're, hey. We're back. Yeah, in the building. You got, you got Seahawks full regalia. Oh, yeah, today. man. I, I just want you guys to know who I represent. I haven't talked a lot this year. I'm going to let my clothes speak for me today, Trey Holiday. <laughs> they need hey, to know. You aren't playing no games. But also, uh, I'm, I'm loving this whole spread. And before we get into it, I got to say that you've been in the community. You are my first guest for the week that gets to talk about the covenant. Oh, man. I, I, That's I wanna huge. Hear, yeah, I want to hear your perspective of how this work is going in community. Tell folks what it's all about. Um, Pretty much. Um, It's a commitment. It's an oath to growth. It's an oath to unity and to just a positive impact like that's what you're committing to and there's a whole charter to it it's amazing trey leads the way with putting this together i mean i'm completely on board um we have plenty of youth who are involved in it and i just can't wait to see where it goes yeah you know with everything coming up with what you got planned well i'm telling you it's exciting because we're working with such a solid team of of 
individual organizers in their own right. And that's what you've been doing in terms of food justice. You're always been really on the streets organizing for mm -hmm. folks to actually have what they need when it comes to uh, sustenance. So I appreciate you. And I'm so glad you're in that space. And it's beautiful to be working with so many different community members who realize, you know, after Devon Pickett's death, people were just like tired. You yes. know, they want to do something about it. So I love that you're in that space. Uh, but, uh, you know, this right here, tell us all, a little bit more about what you got for us, because I always love how you bring me kind of like a taco flair. Well, you know, tacos are my favorite. So yeah, I, really I do know that. All this. I do know that. OK, so basically you already know we're going to have a real talk moment. We deal with a lot of waste. We waste, we waste a lot of time. We waste a lot of money. We waste a lot of food, right? With the way things are set up, wasting time is by design. That's going to be hard for you to combat. Wasting money is also by design. Wasting food, that's something that you could address right now. What we have here, we have some romaine. Now, usually this ain't good enough. Oh, it's a little wilted. Oh, there's a little bit of brown, this and that. No, we could do something with that. All you got to do is make it better than what it was, right? We all love seeds. Now, now, mind you, this is all stuff that I just had. I didn't plan this out. I just, this is all freestyle. We got some cheddar cheese. We got some Parmesan. We got some cilantro, a bit of a little bit of lime to complement that. Of course, some tomatoes. And then we got these little cheesy, crunchy things. I don't really know what these are, right? But it's not meat, right? And I told you that we're going to get a little bit more conscious on that, right? So when you, whenever you could squirt whatever you're using, that gives it portion control. We got a little mojo sauce. It's open already. That, I, I had this. I didn't, I didn't buy none of this stuff, mm -hmm. right? For y'all, I got some gloves. <laughs> See, usually I don't just walk around with some gloves in my pocket. <laughs> it's not really necessary, but I don't want you guys getting up in Trey's comments talking, bro, Trey, he don't got no gloves. Yes, I do. <laughs> I pulled them out of my pocket. <laughs> I'm going to put all this stuff in there one by one, but usually I would just dump it in there. Yeah. Right. First thing you do, you put your cilantro in there. You want your dressing to complement that. You put your tomatoes in there. You go right to your mix. If this isn't enough sauce or whatever, there's a whole bottle of everything right there for you. No, it looks like you did a great job because you right. don't want it to be too heavily coated, right? Well, I don't, but some people do. Yeah. You go to your little crunchies or whatever. You don't put those in first because you don't want them absorbing all your sauce. Yeah. Right. This is something that you could literally do for your kids and say, hey, you could do this yourself. Mm -hmm. If you want to put it all on top, you can. Me, I like to mix it all together so it could be even. But it's also one of those things where when you're talking about portion control with the kids, you're showing them, you know, yeah. you got everything laid out. Mm -hmm. You're making it easy for them to go ahead and do one thing after another. So it's layering that flavor. Right. Absolutely. And it also shows like the way food can grow, because if you don't really know how to portion control, you might have big piles of stuff thinking, oh, this is going to work. Then you got this crazy salad where it's unbalanced and it doesn't make any sense. Mm hmm. See, now this is lettuce that people usually would throw away. We definitely wouldn't sell this or whatever. But when you're at home, now you tell me, yeah, you put you this, right? You put this in front of the people who you take care of. 
I don't think that there's going to be very much of a problem. I think I did forget a fork for you, That's but right. we can eat with our eyes today. Yeah. It's okay. And you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to dip right in. I just, I already washed my hands y'all. So don't come for me, but um, I'm just going to make sure, I, you know. And even if right she didn't, this her salad. We, this is, this is, that's a personal salad. That so, is good. Yeah. It's a great mix, you know, and, and that's another thing too. Def, I think we um we get in the habit of boxing our ingredients in. You know, here you have a Caesar dressing and you just put some mojo sauce mm -hmm. in there. Now it tastes like taco, but nobody would, you know, you think, oh, only Caesar dressing for Caesar salad. Mm -hmm. We box our ingredients in. Yep. So we don't actually utilize them in different ways. That's why I appreciate you coming with like, look, this is stuff I had. This is something we could do with the things you already have. Mm -hmm. A lot of people do end up wasting. When we think about the top of the year, I want us to go into 2023 with more intention. And so I think we have to be more intentional about how, about how we use what's in our fridge. Mm -hmm. And and uh, knowing how to use what you have in your refrigerator, that'll translate into other, way, other things in life. If you're a fisherman in the kitchen, you'll be a fisherman in other aspects. That's a fact. Well, there it is. Def Chef always bringing us the facts. We appreciate you so much. Thank you for this amazing salad. Don't worry, Curtis. I will share. You know, my finger was clean. Don't <laughs> I will share. But I, I do appreciate you always coming on. And I'm looking for forward. Of course, I'm looking forward to the work you're doing in community and also to you bringing us more Menu Mondays this mm -hmm. season. You know, top of season two. Yeah, so I'm definitely. so glad to have you, brother. Definitely. All right, y'all. Stay tuned right after this short break. I'll wrap it all up right after this. You're watching The Day with Trey. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. What a great, magnificent Monday we had for y'all today. I want to thank my guest, uh, Jarrett Jones, sergeant over there at uh, Port of Seattle Police. You guys check out that website if you're looking for one of the most diverse police forces out there. You know, uh, like he said, he comes from a service background. You know, it's great to know that there is a way, a transition for those who kind of have that military service mindset to take it into something else. And, you know, I wish I had more time. I have a bunch of other questions I would have loved to ask the sergeant, but I'm glad that we were able to dive into his uh, personal experience and how he's bringing that to the police department there. Make sure you guys check that out. If you are looking for maybe a career change and maybe you too, like him are saying, I'm ready to change this stuff from the inside. Um, you know, check it out. Uh, it's it's an opportunity out there for you. Of course, I got to give a huge shout out to my guy, Def Chef, and to Cookie Man, Jose Miller. He brought us cookies as well. I had to end with one of those. But I want to thank him because he's doing the work in the community and also makes time to come here, make us some amazing foods and salads. So be look on the lookout this season for, for more Menu Monday segments. Uh, of course, for me, y'all until tomorrow at 11 a.m. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.